Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Salutations, everybody. It is Manny here today with episode 254 of the Ham Radio Podcast, and I'm joined with my PS4 confidant social links. Would you all kindly introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm Kopi. How's it going? Hey, I'm Never. How's it going? Hey, I'm Rob. How's it going? <laughs> all right all right there we go that's a good intro boys that's a good intro How's it okay going? so uh yeah, as you could probably tell by the title of this podcast this is a persona 5 royal uh discussion we're gonna go into spoilers later on in the show uh but don't worry if you're new here or maybe you haven't played royal and you want to know if you should play royal um, we're going to answer those questions first. So it's going to be non-spoiler first, and then we'll make it very clear down the line uh, when we will be diving into spoilers so you don't have to worry. Uh, before we do get into that, just a quick heads up that uh, we're available on Patreon, patreon.com slash Place. One single dollar can get you early access to this show, just like Kopi, right, Kopi? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, three, oh. three dollars. Yeah, yeah, three, three. Wow. Let's go. Right. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so you could be great like Kopi. You could support the show. Uh, in all actuality, it does help out a ton, um, and we've been growing in Patreon, so I do appreciate your support. But anyway, we have a lot of questions that we've sourced from the Patreon Discord, uh, which you can access at $3, as well as uh, my Twitter account, because we weren't getting as many questions, understandably so, uh, for the gargantuan experience known as Persona 5 Royal. So we are just going to go... Uh, right into this immediately. All of us here have played Persona 5 Royal to its completion. Some of us multiple times. Never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never. How many times? What's your play cock, cock looking like? I said play uh, cock. Oh, boy. No. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, dear. 286 hours? All right. All right. So we got an expert. That's what it says to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Even though I'll, ro- I'll roast you off the mic, but yeah, I don't like well, I'm not like some people. Cool, dude. <laughs> All right. Love you, cool, dude. Okay. So we're going to dive into the Patreon questions uh, first, flip back and forth between Twitter and that. We're going to begin with GW, a patron who asks a good question for uh, a lot of my audience who's based in Bethesda games, primarily Fallout and Elder Scrolls. Uh, how would you sell Persona 5 to a Fallout slash Elder Scrolls <clears throat> fans? Uh, boys, whoever would like to go first. I can go. Well, All right. I'm going to do that Go thing. Um, we can start out with what it isn't because I used to be a anti-weeb, as I call it. Um, and I didn't like games like Persona 5 or like art styles like it, like anime and whatnot. And I'm not saying every, every Fallen Elder Scrolls fan are or like that, but in case you are or you're just a gamer that isn't into like anime stuff, like um, it's good to point out that this game is not hentai it's not like weird it's not like super weeby i don't know if you guys agree with that um yeah yeah and and i know i know there's like a stigma or like a stereotype like it's it's a dating sim it really isn't it's very light on the dating sim elements it's almost non-existent um and it's usually at the end of the game and if you're concerned with any of that stuff like that's associated with weebiness it, it persona 5 is probably like the 
least of anime games. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I think part of why it's attractive for people who are maybe not into JRPGs is because it's not so aggressive. It still has its little, like, cheeky one-liners and, and like, you know, hair dangling in front of your face <laughs> and a little edginess. But uh, it wouldn't be a JRPG if it weren't like that. So that's a good way to, to start it out is what it's not. Uh, if you were a fan of Fallout and Elder Scrolls games, though, I'd imagine you look for more openness, like open world activities. Um, you, you know, you, you definitely like a, a mixture of like fantasy, uh, but yet a sense of realism. And I can say out of all those traits that persona probably grounds itself mostly in that, uh, mixture of fantasy and realism. Um, it, it's because it, you're, you're living this double life, right. In persona where you're, you're going to school every day. Uh, you're like answering questions in class. You can work a day job or hang out with your friends. And there's just tons of stuff you can do in your normal life. That'll benefit the gameplay loop in your other life so to speak a little hannah montana going on uh where you can become this this persona wielding badass with like a crazy costume on and stuff and you're stealing people's hearts so i would say if you're a fallout and elder scrolls fans the way that you get sold on persona 5 is it's actually something completely different from what you'd be normally playing and while a lot of people are hesitant to that type of change uh, i think never started off great by stating what persona five isn't. And I think a lot of those are barriers of entry for people, which, you know, I understand because out of all games to break down my, my little weeby barrier, uh, technically it had been broken by kingdom hearts too, but it was consciously broken, uh, with final fantasy 13. Uh, that was the game that I was like, this is, this is cool. Um, I really like that series uh, a lot. I have not played lightning returns. I'll be honest, but, um, I really liked what I played in that series, and that's what started to get me into uh, respecting JRPGs a little bit more. God save me for saying that publicly. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think that's what you should try to embrace most as a Fallout and Elder Scrolls fan. Would you boys agree with that, or is there is there more to add on? Yeah, I, I was just going to say, um, if you're going, if it depends on what you value in your games, or I guess your RPGs, because Persona is like a half open world game it's not really open world you can't do whatever you want in fact one a big complaint that i noticed with a lot of people is how the game kind of puts you on a rail and while and while it gives you decisions as to what to do like during the day or what you you have a lot of options as to what you can do but you still have um like you can't go anywhere all the time and there's a lot of times where you just have to listen and do the story because the game is all story. It's a 100-hour story, right? So if, if something you value from, like, Fallout or Skyrim or Elder Scrolls games in general is uh, being able to just walk in a direction and figure out what's going on over there, it's not you won't – that's not something you didn't, you'll find in Persona. Right. But the options are a good point. The, you'll, you'll start each day with – you just kind of, like – it's a snowball effect, really. Yeah. It, it, it starts piling on more and more and more. And eventually you're by like June, you'll finish a day of school and you'll look at your phone and your map and think, oh, my God, there's there's just so much I could do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, and you have like extra things that don't pass time, like going to get a smoothie or uh, going and selling old treasure at EY's or picking up a DVD to make sure you have that for nighttime. And that kind of combines with the what we put in quotes as the Morgana nerf, end mm-hmm. quote. I'm sure even people who aren't fans of Persona 5 have heard of Morgana and how uh, he would always tell you to go to sleep. And a lot of fans, myself included, got annoyed at the original P5 because of that. 
He's yep. been nerfed in this game, so you're able to engage in a lot more of like the, uh, we'll call them extracurricular activities in the game. You combine that with Kawakami's uh, social or confidant perk where she can give you massages and you can go out after even you finish palaces or mementos. And there's a lot of freedom in a very unique way. So you're not going to get, like Kopi said, that freedom from a, a Fallout and Elder Scrolls game that you're used to. You're going to get your freedom in a in a different way of, of a lot of choices. And some of them being in the story where uh, you'll get multiple endings, even though I, I should make it clear the, the obvious choice to continue the game or to, to get to the good ending, I put in quotes, uh, it, it, it's very clear. Um, still, there are multiple endings. Uh, there's choices in your moment-to-moment within the palace, uh, like catching Persona, interrogating them and whatnot, to just your daily life. So I think that's where Fallout fans and Elder Scrolls fans can slot in. If you want to embrace something different, uh, definitely bang for your buck, of course. We'll get into that a little bit down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just that degree of choice that's there. A lot of Fallout fans I've especially heard have said, I wish games took choice seriously outside of CD Projekt Red, and like we're looking at probably the best RPG to do that in a long, long time, uh, which is also rare for a, J- a Japanese role-playing game. So that's a good question to start us off, and we'll shift this into a Twitter question from Sherry. They write <clears throat> in and say, is Persona 5 Royal worth getting for someone who only plays Persona games for the story and characters only and dislikes the turn-based combat i love persona 5 but i don't know whether the new story elements in royal are worth replaying the whole game for this one i had a tough time putting together an answer for so i want to i want to pass it to you boys what do you what do you guys think about this should someone who just likes the story and the characters doesn't like the turn-based combat they have true willpower to go through a game like persona 5 not liking turn-based combat i'd have to imagine sherry you like it a little bit (laughs) but in all seriousness what do you guys think is there enough in royal to justify coming back a second time to experience some of that new story if you're not a fan of that gameplay can i start yeah yeah, whoever wants to start can always go um i will say yes because one you can just put the game on safe mode if you really want to and you can just play the story and two every single social link now has extra lines of dialogue at the end because when you complete a social link, you get a phone call at the end. And that's that's even, like, a more expansion of the character or, like, the story or just, you know, letting you know. It's, it's a nice little touch. And if you really love the original P5, uh, you definitely should play Royal because the ending to the game is completely different to the original P5. And if you plan on playing any spinoffs going forward... I'm assuming Atlas is going to make Royal Canon after Scramble. And you're going to be very confused if you didn't play Royal, especially with the new characters. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I struggle to say if you don't like that gameplay, but you just like the story that you don't or that you do go and buy it just because... For me, at least, I loved Royal, but part of my love for Royal stemmed from how much of Persona 5 I realized I didn't remember. I remembered, like, the the, the memorable moments, so to speak. I, those were stuck in my head, like the major pivotal plot points and a lot of things in between. But there were little things that I remember grew my love for the game that I didn't recall. I don't know if re-experiencing those alongside some of the quality of life changes uh, would, would be enough for me to say to go buy the game since... I feel the major new content isn't until 
the third semester, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about during our spoiler discussion. Mm-hmm. I will say, Sherry, that the third semester is probably the best chunk of Persona I've really ever experienced. And I'm like a huge fan of Persona 4 Golden. It really is like special just as a game. Uh, it, it changes drastically the whole plot and everything it's about uh, and adds some real valuable themes in where as a story, I'd say it's worth experiencing. But if you don't like that gameplay, you could fuse really strong personas, get Ryuji's seventh rank and put it, as never said, on the safety difficulty and literally sprint through every palace. Mm-hmm. At that point, Just though, plow everything. Exactly, yeah. At that point, is it much of a game, though? Are you, and you said you're just there for the story and characters. Are you, are you okay with that? If so, yeah, go for it. You'll still get a lot of uh, bang for your buck. And like I said, man, the, the third semester is is mind-bogglingly, bleh, mind-bogglingly special. It's extremely good. Uh, where If you were interested in that gameplay loop, I'd say no question. But it's about uh, how much can you tolerate? Because if you are proficient at making those personas and everything... Um, then you could blitz through the game in a much quicker manner, but it took me like 140 hours. I think, I think my clock was. Um, so, you know, it, it depends on time and all that stuff, Sherry, but hopefully we'll I have, have a, I have one thing to add to by all means suggestion can keep going. I, I usually, I don't know if I want to advocate this personally, but you could also buy the persona DLC <laughs> Because I think it's $10, <laughs> and there's this persona called Izanagi no Okami, and I am not joking to you, it does like 3,000 damage, you can get it for 0 yen at the start of the game, and it comes with this perk called Victory Cry, where after every battle, <laughs> your yeah. HP and SP is fully restored, so you oh can do all the, God. Joker can just one-shot everything, but you do have to pay like $10, um, and yeah, that, that's up to you to decide if you want to spend that, but that's just a suggestion, if... You want to like easily run through the game, or you could just put it on safe mode. Yeah, I was just gonna say if I'm sure safe mode would be enough because I didn't play the original Persona Five, and I went into Royal, and I did have a lot of guidance from <laughs> Never and Rob, but besides that, it was I played on the normal difficulty, and and it wasn't very hard. And the turn-based combat, whether or not you like it, there's a enough caveats to get through it, and um, just play through the story if that's what you want. Right yeah, uh, I guess another quick thing I could add too is just if you're a fan of the story, I mean, they did change some dialogue around. They made it a little make, make sense of it. Uh, they definitely fixed some localization efforts. I mean, if you're into the story a lot, you know, so it makes sense a little bit more in some parts. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah, hmm. I forgot about the localization getting adjusted pretty well. That's definitely big for a lot of people. If you pay close attention yeah. to the writing, mm-hmm. sometimes you'll notice in like the base five, it can sound a little funky. Uh, a lot of that's been removed, which is which is always good. Um, uh, I, don't know, I have one more thing to add. Um, I don't know if this uh, if the person asking the question likes this character. I'm not going to say the name. I'm just going to say one thing: pancakes. If you like mm-hmm. pancakes, it is also probably worth your time because pancakes, they're whole story has been expanded and it and i've seen people online saying they hated pancakes in the original and now it's like a top three character for them in royal so mm-hmm. if, you, if you're very in, invested in that character that's another really good reason to try out royal yeah yeah and we'll get into some of the new characters in our spoiler section because we want to fully dissect them but there are new ones on top of older ones that have been expanded or, or reworked 
Uh, this is a good question that actually I don't think I could answer, but I know Rob and Never definitely could. Jason Anthony asked us on Twitter, is it easier to 100% Royal in one playthrough compared to the original? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, is that not the platinum or like 100%, 100%? 100%, like 100%, 100%, I'm guessing. Okay, if you're talking about the platinum, yes, the platinum's oh, God, at like yeah. 13%, I think. It's it's actually yeah, insane. It's so easy. Now, it's so easy. Yeah, <laughs> if you're talking about like the the thieves then like 100%, it's actually harder, but it's not that harder. It's it, there's no pressure. And there's some there's a really cool thing you can get um the person in the thieves then they will give you an accessory where all your personas cost 0 yen and there's also an accessory where enemies cannot detect you anymore in palaces and mementos. So but that's only if you 100%, 100% the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we're just talking platinum, man, it's, it's just a checklist. It is. You, you just uh, you go on your uh, PlayStation account, check your trophies, and just it's a checklist. Oh, I need to go to Kichijoji. I need to go see the the church or whatever, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. knock yeah, it's it off down. You can you also save scum. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. Just a little yeah. Little. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can, like, just, same just, day. Yeah, like, same day you can go fishing. You get the trophy, reload your save, go to the batting cages, get the trophy, reload your save, go to the you know, temple, get the trophy, yeah. reload your save. It's, it's funny you bring that up, right? Because that would have been like three separate days, right? And yeah. when I was finishing the game, I had Oya's social link left, who I saved for dead last for reasons that are obviously known. And yeah. you, know, you still want to finish it anyway before uh, the, the third semester kicked in. And if I didn't do that exploit to just save scum those trophies... I would have I would have been short. I, I, I'm sorry. I would have gone overtime. I wouldn't have finished hers, but I finished her social link on the the final day, mm-hmm. which is just uh, it's just wild how that worked out. It that, that reminded me. <laughs> it, the only, it's it's things because I remember I was saves coming for some of them, and the only trophy you can't saves come for is the one at the maid cafe because you need to visit multiple times. And, yeah, and it's over like weeks too because if you visit on Saturdays or Sundays, I think you get five tickets. And you need to get 20 tickets to get the special meal for the trophy. And that was like the only one that you couldn't save scum. And mm-hmm. I was upset. Am I the only one here that didn't save scum? You might have been. I think, I, think I, 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 I did it for the fishing, and I think that's it. Yeah, I think I did it for the fishing. That was it. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I, I just did it because, like, a lot of the, the trophies for uh the things you had to do like like go fishing i'm like i've done this before i caught like the legendary fish in base persona 5 like i already did that i don't need to to go waste a day and 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 do that for the trophy like that's where i i kind of granted myself that like going to the temple like that's worth it because you get some sp i think you get some Mm -hmm. hp as well if you keep going back and so like that benefits joker as a character so you i guess you wouldn't mind keeping that stuff so to say um but yeah, let's keep going with some of these questions we got here. Um, <clears throat> all right, so I planned this one out because as much as I hate to use my product for this type of discussion, it's <laughs> one of our most asked questions on the Discord, oh. on Twitter. <laughs> Everyone's like, you know, let's do this. Who, who's the best girl? And allow me to explain my stance, right? Because for me, I look at best girls like who's interesting as a character, right? Like I don't, I don't say this in a snobby piece of shit way. I, I don't look at it like. Who am I going to date? Like, who am I interested in? Like, I just, I don't get into it that way. You guys, if you've listened to the podcast a lot, know that me and Carrick are not a fan of, like, romance in games. I like relationships in games, but I'm not a fan of, like, full-on romance. And I can't 
put myself in the shoes quite like it seems a lot of people can. So what I've decided to do, I've made this executive decision to make it a lot, just allow you to, to fantasize as a viewer, right? Is oh, all I'm going to say is everyone has to blurt out at the same time, right? I'm going right. to count down. Everyone blurts out at the same time. Their best girl. We move on. All right. Okay. You don't need a waifu war like a, a couple nights. No waifu wars. No. We're just we're, 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 we're putting one. the what, what does they say? You're putting your sword in the ground or whatever. Like yeah. we're just we're I, I think. on this hill. Yeah, we're just we're just saying it and we're moving on. Are we counting down? To the next question. Yeah, of course. All right. Let me just get our next question prepped in the meantime. <clears throat> okay. All right. Are we ready? All right. Three, two, one. Kasumi. Makoto. Kasumi. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> uh, Dow writes in, do you like P5R better than P4 Golden? That's a question I can't answer. Cause yeah, you can't answer that, unfortunately. That's, That's true. Only Persona mm. in the game I've played. Uh, overall, I love P5R more than Golden. Um, I will say, though, I think the only thing in Golden I like a little bit more is the cast. And oh God, that's yeah. a yeah, that's about it. Um, but not to say the P5R cast is, is like, way worse. Like, I, I love the P5R cast. I, I, I just think there's something about the Golden cast that's just really good. Yeah, uh, definitely P5R over... You know, Persona 4 Golden. Um, hmm. But I do prefer in Persona 4 Golden just the social events, hang out with your the cast. Um, yeah. I don't know what it was about Persona 4 Golden, but just that cast felt a lot like friends. Like For good sure. friends. And you can connect to them because like, you feel like you know people like that personally in your real life. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it felt authentic in a weird way. Like you can't even go like, oh, it was the writing. It was almost like the, the performances felt very believable and yeah. that's strange for an anime game where most of the time, I don't know about you guys, like when persona has this conversation going on, do you look more at what's happening on screen or do you look at the portraits? I look at the portraits, portraits, portraits. and the dialogue hundred uh, yeah. percent. Portraits and Everything. dialogue. I just, I always look at the portraits. Like it's, yeah. that's to me like the, <laughs> the cut scene, I guess. And, and then <laughs> when sense. they reference something, I glance back and then to the portrait again. It's cause like what, what like the animations in this game, or at least in the overworld and not in battle, they can be a little, not poor, but they're not like the best animation you'll see in games, right? So, mm-hmm. but the but definitely. the art in this game is amazing. So the portraits they definitely convey like the characters' feelings and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely, Persona Five just overall. The Persona Five Golden has some uh, some aspects that I do enjoy. Persona Five Royal just I feel like excels a little bit more in some areas. Honestly, my um, opinion, I, I I think it's because of the events in four. Because some of the events in four are like hilarious, and yeah. <laughs> the scenario the, the scenario writing is just actually amazing. Like, yep, because they they do some insanely goofy things, and it is just a blast to watch. I think I think that's I, yeah. I think it might be because, and this isn't a spoiler for Kopi, or we also have two R uh, who wrote in with a bunch of questions on the Patreon Discord who hasn't played Persona Four Golden. We want to we don't want to spoil anything, but your cast is investigating a bunch of murders, and it's a pretty heavy game in a lot of ways. I wouldn't say it's quite as heavy as Persona Five is because Persona Five touches on like a lot of extremely heavy themes, mm-hmm. um, but. In the scheme of things, it's like you're a bunch of teenagers investigating why people are are being killed, and 
you're like the only ones who can figure it out. Like that's a lot of pressure. And, and so, you know, I, I think when you mix that with like very lighthearted events, it's like a r- extremely good contrast. Like it just, it, it works out very well. Um, like you said, though, it's also just the events themselves. They're, they're hilarious. I go back and forth. I don't know quite yet if I like P5R. They're almost like equal because I like Persona 4's cast more. Uh, in a lot of ways, I like how it's story played out more. Uh, but P- Persona 5 Golden is, or, or Persona 5 Golden, that, that'd be a dream. <laughs> Persona 5 Royal, uh, to me, is like one of the best games I've ever played, though. It's in a top 10, for sure. I don't know where it would place exactly yet, uh, but it's it's definitely like up there. Persona 4, though, is in like a top 3, and I, I feel like if I say, okay, yeah, yeah, Persona 5 Royal is better than Persona 4 Golden, I'm like, I'm putting it in its top 3 next to Fallout 3, and next to uh, Kotor, and I'm like, that's in my case, like very prestigious company. Yeah, it's very hard to, yeah. to move. It's like, yeah. do you know at least Persona Four Golden? I know I've played multiple times, like tons of times, and I, I always like love just watching clips online of it. And I have like a very uh, strong love for its cast, and I know I like Persona 5's cast a lot more now after Royal. I think the third semester, once again, I'll say this, aids in building everyone in a very unique way. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. But, it's it's like i didn't feel that way about the base game i remember persona 5 i just like was like yeah it's top 20 like it's a very good game but i didn't love it as much as i do now so i i think persona 4 golden is still better but i know gameplay wise 5 blows it out of the water it's insane yeah it's it's not even close um you know five's got things like baton passes fully built palaces that are that fit themes for the characters and there's a lot of symbolism in the game in general and uh, four just couldn't do that. It was a PS2 game from 2008 ported to the Vita in HD. Uh, but then you got this like the music in four, by the way. Oh, like, oh. like you're just you're making a good choice either way. But it's mm-hmm. it's just it's really tough. It's really tough to say. I think I still like Persona Four Golden more. I want to, you know, breathe a little bit because Five Royal is a very big commitment, and then go back to Four Golden and see how I feel. That's when I feel I could accurately answer that because I'd have both fresh in my mind and I could really piece it apart you better get the platinum this time yeah right i know this will be my third playthrough on the vita so yeah i I think i need to finally do it yeah see that's the thing for those who are wondering we were talking about how easy royals platinum is and it is literally as rob said extremely easy like checklist just do this do that do that yep you're done as long as you beat the game you're probably going to get the platinum uh whereas like four golden and fives are, are are like completionist ones like you have to fill out the entire uh, uh, um, compendium, which is all of the personas in the game. You have to get all of them. So some you can only fuse, some you can only uh, catch, I put in quotes. Um, it's just like this huge amount of things to do, completely different from Royal. So Royal is also like just this, there's a lot to do, but there's less pressure. There's mm-hmm. less pressure. Keep that in mind. All right, let's see if we have any uh, last non-spoilery questions before we really uh, take the lid off this bad boy. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I think we might be, let me scroll through the tweets. Um, favorite confidant would probably be spoilery for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's one to wrap it up. Uh, we'll, we'll combine these two. Uh, me writes in and says on Twitter, do I need to play the other games to enjoy persona five? And then Ian Stark writes in and says, are there enough plot slash story changes to justify going in blind? Okay, me? No, you don't need to play the other games. I, I, yeah, this is the first one I've played. Example. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Don't need now, to play him. Don't need I'll to. say, Ian, I think that uh, going in blind is is probably your best choice for most games because you can get un like accidental bias is what I'd like to call it. You can get that just by reading stories, watching trailers. Like you build up your own expectations or hype or hopes it's just better to i always say go in as neutral as possible to a game uh that way it's just fair and, and when you walk away and you really like something like i did with royal i didn't watch uh never and rob can attest to this because i joked about how like they, they were going to spoil the game uh, but i was like i was like i didn't watch any trailers for royal i didn't know i just knew kasumi was in the game i knew there was a new counselor i didn't know many of the quality of life changes outside of what i covered in my video like i knew there were 20 new songs or 30 new songs something like that um, but like, I just knew very baseline information for me that was like, okay, cool. But then you play the game. You're like, wow, this is a lot more than I expected. And that, and I think that aided in my love of the game. I went in very much in a neutral state, even as a huge persona fan. So yeah, Ian, if you're able to, I would say go in blind. All right, boys, this is it. Is it time for the juice? The spoiler time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it the I warning. Like I, let's, let's I, you see, I accidentally, uh, I accidentally did a little little Persona Five reference there with the "This is it." All right, so just say the word. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got that one. <laughs> All right, so uh, if you are listening up until this point, we've given you about almost a half hour of just non-spoilery content to hopefully help you uh, in your purchasing decision. Uh, now we're going to go ahead and switch into spoiler mode. So if you plan on playing the game and you don't want to hear any spoilers, tab off now. You are totally liable. It's not our fault. Um, but for those of you who have played the game, who have beat the game, uh, this is all for you. We're going to go into everything with the third semester. It's characters. Uh, we have spoiler-ridden questions from our patrons, uh, and it should be a really good time. So let's go. You've been warned. All right, boys, where would we want to start with this this spoilery talk? Do you guys want to start with the third semester? Do we want to start with some questions from the patrons? We can. Uh, I would say, I'd say patron questions because they kind of tie into the third semester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's start off with two R. He's going to be the superstar of the spoiler <sighs> section because he had the ability to ask spoiler questions and then he spoiler tagged them. Uh, while most of our other questions that we'll get into, such as from Reveland and Dow, um, these ones are are, are non spoilery, but uh, we'll, we'll take care of them towards the end of the show. So uh, the first one that he asks that I think we should talk about is. What does the post-credit scene mean? Are they going to continue a catchy story in a spinoff, not Scramble, since that's a sequel to the original P5? Or does this hint that we will get an actual Persona 5 Part 2 kind of game? Because the game heavily hints that he's alive whenever you visit the Jazz Club owner on your last day, and hints that you'll see him again. So, boys, what do we make of this post-credit scene? For those who didn't catch it, because uh, Kopi, <laughs> Kopi didn't even see it the first time. I don't want him. I had to chat. You're welcome, yeah. Kofi. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Would have missed that. But big for those who didn't catch it, go look it up, but I'll try to explain it to you. Akechi, uh, pretty much Joker gets on the train. He's getting ready to leave, and you see his phone light up. It's not the Metaverse uh, nav app, but his phone lights up. He looks into his reflection. You see his Phantom Thief outfit, which is strange because the Metaverse had been shut down by this point in time. And then you see Akechi deep in the background, clear as day, walking by. And as 2R has asked, does this mean he's alive? Are they continuing his story? Are they doing a spinoff? Are they providing just hope? Like, hey, he might be there. Is it Joker and a catchy's connection? Uh, so we're going to try to investigate that. I think it's very open to interpretation. I don't think there's wrong answers. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I, I personally think it means that they're going to obviously continue his story. I, I think they still, the way I look at it is you still haven't seen the body drop when, when he died in the original persona five, he just didn't show up again. And it was assumed he was dead, but you still didn't see the body drop. And in Royal, we know that this was just because of Maruki's ideal reality that he came back because it gave Joker and Akechi a chance to start off on new ground. But I just think he's still alive. I don't, I don't know why. The, the way I look at it is if you're creating this scene, right, why do you deliberately put that in unless you plan on doing something with him? Right? Like, it, if they didn't want Akechi to be involved at all and they wanted to hint that they're doing more Persona 5, why not take Akechi out of that scene and everything just happens the same, right? Like, Joker looks at his phone, his mask comes back, it disappears, and you're like, oh, there's more? But when you see Akechi, that, to me, symbolizes a lot more. Uh, but I, I could be wrong. So what do you guys think? I think he's alive, absolutely. I, it doesn't make sense that they would just, you know, like, like you said, they have to be planning something. Unless it's just fan service, which... It very well could be, but um, right. Like like the uh, what is the person who asked the question? Two R. Two R. As he points out, um, you, if you go to the jazz club, which never told me to do, they do mention Akechi, and um, I think Joker says something along the lines of like, or he thinks that that my business with Akechi isn't finished yet, or I never completed my promise. I think it was something like I still I I promised Akechi to duel him, yeah. or something still and we something like that. Did. It just, it, there's no way he's not alive based on that. And also, I think maybe the person contacting him on his phone, I feel like it's not just a random notification. I think it, I don't know who it is. And I, I don't think it's the metaverse, but maybe it's like, I, I, I really don't know. But I think it it plays into the plot because otherwise I don't see why they would include that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I just think of it like, it's going to be a branding issue if they do another Persona 5 story. Yeah. Like, and it's not yeah. a spinoff. Think about it. Because you have Persona 5, you have Royal, and then let's say they do Persona 5 The Crown. Okay? <laughs> and it's like... like mangas or... No, no. No. That's a good idea, though. There is a manga, the but it's on the original story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting route. I didn't even think of that. They could continue in a movie. I didn't even think of that either. Yeah, like an anime movie. I know the oh, first God. anime wasn't very well-received, so maybe they want to redeem themselves. Yeah, it was not. Uh, it was awful. Um, hmm. um, Rob, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just say something really shortly, just because I don't want to get, like... Oh, I guess I could get too deep in it, but uh, I'm just going to keep it simple. I'm just going to keep it simple. Uh, I think he's alive, and I feel like that was just fan service. Um, just to keep the fans guessing. Because in Japan, they really love Akechi, like the Japanese fan base. They love him, oh, really? right? And that's okay. one of the big reasons why in the anime he was kind of alive still. Or they had an episode based for him, I think it was. Uh, it was meant two right. years Yeah, they did. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as well as in Royal, they had him as a playable character, right? Just because he was so well-received in Japan and they loved him. I feel like at the yeah. end of Towards This, I feel like he's alive. It's more like a fan service thing. Like to give um, consumers hope, like, kind of. Yep. Yeah. People, just just I, leaving it open for him to make a return in you know arena as a DLC. Yeah, pretty much. I or, could, or scramble. I could <laughs> do the service thing. Like at just because you know how people get like people are really 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 attached to characters or like mm, relationships yep. between characters. So it could 100% be like, oh look, maybe he's alive. But 
Here's like a galaxy brain thought, and someone can stop me real short here because I haven't thought this one out. It just came to me. What if they were doing like a Persona 5 multiverse? Because they haven't confirmed Royals canon, but we know base oh, goodness. 5 is canon, <laughs> oh, right? And, and apparently oh, he's dead brother. in one universe, but now we have Royal that happened with this Maruki reality and shit. Just Shit's different here. And I'm just wondering if hmm. you've seen... Well, Even though the metaverse about, got crushed again, like I don't know, like I was like, could that could that be something they're thinking about? Isn't the Persona Four then Golden? They have different like stories, right? But they didn't yep. go with Goldens for the standard for everything else, from what I understand. No, they didn't. I'm worried that Royal will be like that, which I don't want. Because uh, to be fair though, I Golden's like Golden's like ending at the end doesn't really add anything. It's just an extra scene. Honestly, like, yeah. yeah. The issue here is that Atlas has done this twice before with Persona Three and Four. The only thing is that Royals, the first one, I think that really knocked it out of the park. Where you're like, this is way better than the base game. Yep. Um, like, I think Golden is the definitive version, but Persona Four was still an excellent game. And that's not to say that Base Five is, but like Royal, its changes to the story make it infinitely better, and they're they're the content's far more substantial compared to any of the other re-releases. I think the Atlas is kind of going with what they've normally done, but because the game was so good, I don't know if they expected people to be like so rabid about it and be like, oh, this has to be canon. I think it might even hurt Scramble because to me, and I think you guys shared this sentiment. I don't want to speak for you all, but I'm excited for Scramble as like a Persona fan, and I love the Dynasty Warriors style game. So just kind of that mindless beat em up will work with me too. Uh, but I was, a, I became a little less excited when I found out that scramble doesn't have anything to do with royal and if it Same. does it's probably going to be in dlc with characters like like kasumi is not going to be there yeah and you could explain some of that away like you say kasumi's at camp akechi's dead but just everyone knows deep down that scramble would be a lot better if it had to follow up royal i think there'd be a lot more hype a lot more interest uh than, than there currently is because then you're just like, oh, I just played a 140-hour game, 130, 150, whatever hour game, uh, and it had nothing to do with this sequel. Like that, it's just very confusing in my eyes. It's That's confusing. why I'm like multiverse. <laughs> and like, if you're someone like me who played Royal first and didn't play any five, it just kind of it's just kind of a punch in the face. Because like, like my favorite characters are the ones that they included in Royal, or at least the ones that do survive until the end. So it mm-hmm. just kind of sucks that scrambled in the sequel or whatever isn't going to have these characters and i hope they do like a dlc or something that would be a nice way to include them but i i don't know what they're going to do because i don't really know the persona um uh, i don't know the games as well as you guys do hmm you know yeah we we read on the consumer surveys for atlas they mentioned a persona shooter Akechi's perfect for that. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, just him like, say. yo, a prequel where he goes into people's palaces and mementos and just assassinates them? Yeah, dude. Oh, not, my I'm not even kidding. That's actually like, I, I always wondered why with Persona 5 Royal, like the first thought that was put in my head when I saw Kasumi, everyone, I think most people were like, oh, this is a FMC. Kind of like Persona 5, or 3 Portable. They're mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're they're adding a female playable character. When it's not, and that's fine because it turned out great, I started thinking about, like, during the game, imagine if when Joker got shot in the head, you actually took control of Akechi for a little bit of time. Ooh, I don't know what that would have done, but just it got me just thinking in general about taking control of all these characters in the in the story 
And I feel like Akechi, because him and Joker are, are on the same level in a number of ways, he is a, a character you could base a game around if they put it in the Persona 5 universe. I feel like I feel like that could be a possibility. Because we saw... Um, what was the game that Atlas had? Like a Persona 5 action-adventure game? They're yeah. Like, are you interested in this? And then they announced Scramble like a couple weeks later. So it doesn't even mean that they're thinking about it. They could have had it in development, and they're just like, let's see if anyone really cares right now. Um, uh, so... Since we're in the spoiler part of the discussion, in regards to that Akechi game, and this is kind of backtracking a little bit to the the ending where Akechi's alive. What if so? We we learn throughout the the story that Maruki is the reason that Akechi is alive, right? Maruki is the reason that um, he's still around. And once Maruki's um, vision for the world disappears because of how the events occur, what Akechi's supposed to disappear, but but based on that end credit scene, he doesn't. What if this is just like a, a like Matt said, a galaxy brain um, theory <laughs> here? What if Akechi really didn't die on that boat on the on Shido's palace, right? And maybe this DLC takes place in the period of him surviving and where he's been and everything he's been doing up until um, the ending of P5R and maybe leading into whatever is next. Yeah, I I, I think that would. That would see that yeah if they did that and then like an epilogue that carried into, well, actually I don't know because the events of of like carrying into P five R that's you're you're following Joker's story at that point because Akechi's mm-hmm. not up to anything at that point. I think it's either got to take place if they were to do a spinoff about Akechi after the events of Persona Five Royal or during Persona Five story where you're pretty much Akechi going in palaces and 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 assassinating. The various targets that Shido wanted you to take out. I'm just personified rogue. <laughs> that's yeah. not a bad name. Yeah. That's not a bad name. <laughs> Great name. That is good. I'm just, I'm just saying that because if he's alive, it can't be the Maruki version of him. It has to be the real Akechi, right? That's that's just what I'm thinking. Unless right. somehow that. Can I tell you my galaxy brain theory on yours, Kopi? Because I was yeah, talking absolutely. to this with Cool Dude. Um, I was telling our friend Cool Dude. Um, what if Akechi didn't die on the palace in Shido's okay. palace, and the the whole thing about Maruki bring him back? It was what he was referring to was giving him freedom from like being in prison because he was behind the psychotic breakdowns and the murders. So he's obviously going to go to prison probably for life, never going to get a second chance at life or, or to redeem himself. And Maruki on that day where he asked joker for his for his uh decision he was all he was referring to was he free to catch you because if you remember he was uh taken by sai into custody and then on mm-hmm. Ju- january 2nd he came back randomly and he, he said yeah they let me out so that could be maruki's way of freeing him mm-hmm. where like he's just free from prison really good and point. If you see the end credits, because I don't think Matt pointed out this detail, you do see a catchy walking, but he is walking with two detectives, yeah, police that's... officers. So he's back in the reality <laughs> where he is going to be taken into custody again. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Now, I was however, just about to say that never about the oh, there goes Rob. I was about to say that about the um, yeah, about the people he's walking with. It's not just him there, right? So mm-hmm. maybe I I like that theory. I like that more than mine. I'd go with that honestly. That's. Now, I will say that. Um, I will say this. Uh, 
I, even though I said that, I, I think I would prefer him dead. And I do think he's actually dead because um, if you notice on the final day, uh, the, the three confidants you cannot say goodbye to is Sumire, um, Maruki, and Akechi. And if you notice at the end credit scene, it was basically Joker's good farewell goodbye to all three of them. First Maruki, then Sumire, and then since Akechi's not there, I think that whole vision of him through the window, I think that was just Joker reminiscing on the days that he spent with Akechi. So I have something to say about um, Sumir and saying goodbye to her, but it ties into uh, 2R's the... fifth, fifth question. Yeah, so I'll, I'll leave it for there, but it, it, it involves... I have um, something to say about ending. that, too. Yeah. Well, let's get okay. into it then. Okay, right, we'll yeah. get into it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna Good. say. Yeah, if you guys want, yeah, I thought that's what you were gonna do. All right. So the the fifth question from two R is, why did Atlas make the horrible t- decision to not let us talk to Samire on the final day or interact with her at all after Maruki's palace, and then have our final scene with her be a take care instead of an actual emotional moment? Feels out of character after the whole confidant. I hundred percent agree with this. That I agree. That shit sucked. I agree. That so, shit sucked. I hated it. Galaxy brain. Here we go. So right, the next it. message you receive. Is from her. I was and, just thinking uh, that too. And the picture is red on her uh, on the logo. It's red. <laughs> <I was> just... <laughs> which and her fo- ready her contact image in the in your phone is red. Is That's red. all I'm thinking. And this ties into your theory, never or what you were discussing. I remember we talked about it in party chat. I'll let you talk about it, but it's where um she knows you're being followed or tailed. Or yes, I was just gonna point that out. So um, while I was doing research for a project. Um, I went on the Megami Tensei wiki. By the way, uh, any viewers, if you're interested in Persona lore and want to know more, just go to the Megami Tensei wiki. However, be aware because they spoil everything. Um, and mm. I went to the royal section of the game, and it says in there that the reason why she is actually saying um, take care, and it really sucked. And I'm also, I'm not saying that this makes that scene any better because I, I still fucking hate it, even though I, I understand why it happened. Um, I, this also ties into a Reddit post I saw um, because apparently Atlas didn't localize it they localized it okay but they didn't get the actual like meaning from the Japanese version of Royal's ending and basically what was happening was you know you, you know the guys that are tailing the, the van with the Phantom Thieves in it right The they, they're working for Shido okay and I was talking to Cool Dude about this in our DMs but Shido, if you remember in his boss fight, he says, the, well, like, I think when he's transitioning to, like, the final phase, he, he says, I'm going to use the power of the utmost elite. I think he's all, he's implying that the elite isn't led by him. The elite is just the elite, right? Like, there are more people like Shido out there in the world. And after Shido's change of heart, I am certain that those elite, they are scared shitless of the Phantom Thieves still, and they're trying to make sure to save their asses by keeping tabs on them. And at the very end, when Sumir is saying goodbye to you, um, they actually, someone translated it, but basically what they were trying to do was she's trying to act like she doesn't know you because she knows Joker is being tailed. And it shows because those two guys were chasing the blue van and they're also chasing into the train station. So she tries to make it quick and just say, take care. While also trying to act like... the thing is, um, Joker doesn't want to endanger her because she's not actually a Phantom Thief and she doesn't want to be involved in any of this because there's no point in involving her. It's just another person to be targeted, right? 
Okay. So it makes sense, but I still I still hate it. Um, well, the thing I look at is why <laughs> when they all they had to do is include Kasumi or Samire just glancing and going and like going like oh and like seeing like cops and then saying take care. Yeah, and walking I know by. exactly. Then, then I, you're just I, like oh. So, yeah. so like I I just want to say something and this this is like completely unrelated, but maybe like a catchy if he's in custody maybe they're using him to help find the other Phantom Thieves. Oh god! Since, since they know he's tied into it, I know this persona back into under. yeah, but, but like, Whoa. um, yeah. All right. Um, because wait, wasn't in the post credit scene? Wasn't a catchy walking alongside cops as well? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. we talked about there that. You when you, yeah. Oh. Um, I will also say this. Okay, Atlas. All you had to do <laughs> was. Before you walk into LeBlanc on 319, and, and after saying goodbye, you could have just given us a phone call from her saying, hey, Sentai, I, I heard you're leaving oh, tomorrow. No. I, I, you know, have a nice one-minute conversation, and that would have been good enough. Yeah, yeah, I can tell this I, I, really, thought. really hurts never deep down to his core. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it hurts me. It's just like, why? Yeah. A lot of people really like her, though, so I'm sure you're not alone on that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like Kasumi a lot. I, I just I'm not like over the moon like I think a lot of people are I because I yeah, look at shame. Maruki and I I think Maruki is the shit I think he is easily the best addition to the oh game. of course yeah um let's finish up two R's questions though before we get into more of that uh who does Jose work for and when do you think we'll see him again I haven't done the new game plus content so I can't answer neither have me I. and Rob got this yeah <laughs> yeah you guys yeah, you okay Rob, um, want me to lead and then you can explain your thing that we talked about? Yeah, um, go go with yours so I can get. Okay, my so well, hold on, so, guys. Wait, just uh, I don't know if uh, just real quick, I don't know if Matt cares, but you could explain what happens in New Game Plus, also. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, that's okay. that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Um, so okay. in uh, New Game Plus, for um, you can so the stamps and mementos. If you collect enough stamps and bring it to bring it. To at the at the very final floor, mementos in the in, in the new area, the the little like laboratory thingy, um, he'll be there waiting for you if you have enough stamps, and you can basically fight him. Okay, and long story short, uh, what, what's happening in in the fight is um, he's he's basically saying I don't understand humans, and because he he's trying to drink the flowers to like understand humans better, and once you. Uh, get all those stamps. He's like, I really don't understand them. And he says he wants to vent his frustrations. And he says the best way to vent is to fight. So you fight him. And it's actually pretty funny. He has an attack where he, he the whole fight, he's he's in his fucking car. Like the little like toy car <laughs> thing. And he has a move where he literally like runs over all of you with the car. <laughs> and, oh and he's basically throwing balls at you. And one of the, so it's basically elemental ball. So there's fireball, uh, snowball, curse ball, nuclear, nuke ball, you know, et cetera. And he has this special mm-hmm. move where he basically jumps out of the car and he basically uses an almighty attack where he's using those stamps and they're just raining down on you. Uh, as an attack, which is pretty cool. Uh, but when he beat him, he says, Thanks, thank you guys for helping me. I literally don't understand them any better now. And he says, it's fine. And he mentions that um, there's a certain someone that he's trying to do this research for. And he also tells the gang that 
uh, just be aware that there are a lot of people watching humanity. And when Joker asks him, who are you talking about? He says, oh, you'll know, you'll know down the line or soon enough, something like that. So and, is that a reference to Maruki or is that a, re- that's no, if that's not, then, then yeah, then that's that in a catchy, it's like yeah, they're sowing the seeds for literally a, another persona five story, which is kind of weird. Or royal story, um, mind you. First, yeah. Rob, do you want to say your thing before we uh, yeah, come to that um, conclusion? I guess I'll just go back and say, like, who's, who's keep, keep for? Keep it spoiler-free for three and four if you can. Ooh, that's going to be difficult. You can mention I, her name. I don't You can mind. mention her name. I, I, think, I don't know if people watching. I think her. Jose works for Elizabeth. Okay. Well, either Elizabeth or of... Philemon himself. Hmm. And Philemon is the, the okay. good god, right? Philemon okay. is Igor's boss. Yeah, but the good Igor, not the imposter. Yeah, one. okay. The good, the good Igor. Th- think of Yaldabaoth, oh. but nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, Jose is an attendant in training, or like a young attendant. That's a that's a good. I like that. Uh, he's got the eyes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the, yeah. He's got the white I, hair. I, I was I was telling Rob this the fight with Jose, it's it's not as hard as the twins fight. Or God forbid the Lavenza fight and and the and the Margaret fight or the Elizabeth fight, like you can tell that he's still really powerful, but he's not as powerful as a Velvet Room attendant, and that does you know match up with like Rob's saying that he's probably a Velvet Room attendant training because also um, by the way Elizabeth is the Persona Three attendant. If anyone was confused, um, she looks like a spitting image of Elizabeth's little brother. Interesting. Mm. And uh, I guess yeah. what also like kind of solidifies it, he's wearing an egg on himself, man. He's a hatchling. Let's be real. So okay, yeah, yeah that's true. I I, I want to say something. Maybe and this could be completely wrong, but maybe they're leading not into another Persona Five sequel, but maybe then Persona Six. Right? Yeah, I was, just I, say I was that. thinking that six, too. Six is room attendant. You mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, Matt. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that would that would be interesting if they did that because what would happen is when they announce six, five becomes more interesting. Mm-hmm. Just because, because now you want to go and see what happens with Jose and and investigate and if, how he became the way he did. If by the way, is, is a sequel to not a, to obviously with the same characters as Five Royal, but that means that the spinoffs for Five aren't. It's not as like damning because Five Royal is still canon to the mainline games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think his inclusion was mostly just to make Mementos better, and they had to put some type of reasoning for him being there. Yeah. And I just think yeah. like him being vague and ambiguous, just that, that, that just helped them kind of like justify his existence in, in mementos. Cause for those who have only played Royal mementos did not have the flowers. It did not have the stamps. Uh, it did not have the change of, of music and, and color schemes as you went deeper. None of that was there. It was literally just like the same song it was just another set of floors. There were requests in there still, um, but yeah, it, it, yeah. And it also didn't have you going up Mementos when you got to the third semester. Uh, so there were some substantial differences that made Mementos better. And also, they didn't have the because when you trade in those stamps, you can get XP bonus, money bonus, item bonus. None of that was there either, which then let you power level uh, while you were doing requests and would get you either prepared or even over prepared for um, the next, next house you were going to yeah. go to. So, you know, that, that I think they didn't really they, – they put them there because they needed some type of vendor. I feel if they put, like, a, 
a vending machine there. It would have been really weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they had, they had to put a character there. I don't know if he's going to play a significant part. I think Rob's theory is really interesting, and it could be spot on. I, I think given his eyes and and especially the whole hatchling reference with the egg on his head. Oh, um, yeah. For those who have not looked into Persona 5 or any Persona game in the past at all, symbolism's the name of the game. Everything has a meaning. Like, EY's tattoo on his neck, like, that has a meaning. Like, it just mm-hmm. things like that always symbolize something about the character. So the egg on his head's not just, oh, goofy Japanese art design. <laughs> no. Like it actually, <laughs> it actually means something, you know, oh, yeah. and, and that's what's so great about the series, but uh, it gets you thinking. So we're not just speculating our butts off in a, in a negative sense. By the way, I have a question then. Just real quick. Go for it. What, what do you think the stars and like the space theme symbolizes? Cause that's something that is like, you see with him a lot. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I just thought of this. I had another theory about Akechi. Uh, you know when the star uh like burns out at the end, and they say it's because of Morgana's uh car. What if it burned out at the end because Joker wished for Akechi to come back? Aw, hmm. that'd be cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, the stars. Uh, don't know what they mean, honestly. Um. Well, well I was gonna say once again, just a reason to get the, the actually times in. actually um. <laughs> wishes because you know when you see a shooting sorry the yeah. thing is you make a wish yeah it could be related to that i don't know like what exactly in the lore they do besides granting Man, wishes imagine a catchy like, comes back because of a wish i don't know how i feel about that yeah i, I don't know either <laughs> that's what i'm saying keep him, dead. Keep, keep, keep him dead yeah. keep him dead atlas it's okay you can have spinoffs for him but make him dead yeah um yeah, I, I wouldn't mind a spinoff if it was before his death um, you also, can, you can make his death a little more impactful. Like if that final scene in the game was just him getting like in that battle against his his, his shadow self, and you lose, like that'd be kind of a, that could be an emotional scene to to cap it off. Finally, see what happens behind the closed doors, literally. Yeah, and stop people from guessing. Um, I want to add one more thing to Jose. If he is the next Velvet Room attend, I know this will get Kopi hype. Um, if he is the Velvet Room attend for six. Then we are getting a female protagonist because the Velvet Room Attendant is the opposite sex of the protagonist, always. Mm, mm, nice. That's true. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's true. See, I just wish they did both. I think Persona 3 did that so right. Like, yeah. just hearing the different music and everything and the different social links. I know it's harder nowadays because games require more. But, man, like if they could just do what they did with 5 and have a, a male and female, I think, A, it's definitely good for uh, being inclusive with the franchise and, and having, like females being able to like slot themselves into like a, a really cool uh lead lead character you know i i speak you know for example with my girlfriend she doesn't mind playing as joker she thinks joker's an absolute badass but i know for a fact just like us as guys like it's easier to assimilate i think to to playing as someone of your own sex um it doesn't mean mm-hmm. you can't appreciate the opposite side but i think it would definitely be really cool uh, if if Persona took that route because they've done it successfully in the past, I don't. I was just a little surprised. Like, who wouldn't want to see a female Chad Nurikami? Like, I don't. I don't know. Like, I think <laughs> that that'd be awesome. That'd be. Awesome. It would be. Oh my. So God. I, I just I think like no matter where you sit on on it all, like I think it would just be fun to see. It adds more replay value, which the game's all about. Obviously, that adds a lot more writing. You change some of the social link interactions. You change uh, the the end game romance options. Mm-hmm. Uh, the if you if you're Atlas and you do what you did with P3, you change the music now between daily and battle music. So there are a lot of additional development uh, uh, designs that have to go into um, adding a female character to to play as. But I think the payoff would be worth it across the board. It would be. I, I've been, uh, I, I've been I saying this like since the beginning. 
like having a female protagonist and personify royal with that first palace and yeah. all that stuff would have been so much more impactful mm-hmm. with, like what how common she is towards you so like, you're a delinquent yeah. child but you're also a female so he's like you know i don't want to get into it but like it would be way more impactful that, i agree yeah. so i agree with that but that's also kind of why or at least i'm i'm on this other side of the opinion that I, I would love a female character, but if they're going to do a female, I think they should just pick one and stick with it. Because it even if like it's only a little bit, they could just make it the story a little bit more or impactful, depending on... like If you switch up the genders, there's going to be things that, um, unless they want to change it that much or make a big difference between the two different um, playthroughs of being a boy or being a girl, I think that just having one definitive choice just makes it easier. And just makes it um, it'll make like the story. They won't have to change much, and I think that's why they should probably just stick with one. But both would be good because then you can play as whoever you want, right? So yeah, you know who knows. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind if they did just like a full-on female lead. I think that'd I be really either. interesting to yeah. see. No, I'd, I would love you know, that. And uh, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. I think cool. that'd be cool too because like, um, if it, like it would be inclusive, obviously. But if you just have only a female. Versus a game like right after a game that only had a male, I don't know. I think it would be kind of not disingenuous, but kind of weird to have, also have like the male choice when um, you just had a game that you could only be a male. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I'd also like to see how they handle it. You know, it's a it's a whole different world, so it's it's like why not give that a shot and and see how you can build a world around that type of character. I, yeah. I think that'd be, that'd be interesting. Cause... I just want to see, just go full force with a female and just see what they do with it. I, I just, I don't know. I think it would be better than seeing an option of two. Yeah. Yeah. I could get behind that. Yeah. I just, I want them to do some type of femcy cause I like what they did with, with persona three and I, I, whether you give two options or if that's not feasible going in with a female lead, like I just think it would be cool to see. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know I I trust they they handle it well. I think they can handle it really well because I think they could also make a badass female protagonist. Because um, don't forget Persona Two, it, it's split into two games: Innocence and Eternal Punishment. And one of them you do play as a female protagonist, Maya, and oh, really? I've heard really good stuff about her. Like she's a people she's one of the Maya. yeah she's one of the best characters in the series for for a lot of people. So I I, mm. I, I can't trust Atlas to make a really good female character. Yeah, no, they're they're excellent. I, yeah. I mean, think of other great female leads. You got Nier, you've got Tales of Berseria. Uh, Love they're not a lead, but you you got mm-hmm. like Catherine Fullbody from uh, from Atlas, which which handles like a, a, a diverse amount of females really well. Uh, so yeah, it's and that game I fucking love. So <laughs> uh, I I just I would love to see them give it a shot. I think it'd be great. All right. Let's see here. Let's let's go on to Revelyn's question because uh, to to answer this Revelyn, we had to spoil some things. Uh, even though P five R is a phenomenal game, what are some flaws? Since no game is perfect, um, I have, have gotten this a little bit, but yeah, let, let's go ahead and hear it. Go for it, Kofi. So, um, one thing that kind of um, bothers me is there's a doing the confidants and the social links. Some of the perks are like just not useful at all like oya giving you security perks for the paladins but, she's the only one that i think is useless honestly but on the mm-hmm. other hand you have some of these perks that absolutely change like the game in insane ways and i'm mainly talking about hifumi and how um you can switch oh, God, party yeah. members oh. in and out and the fact that that just 
you get that through a social link is kind of a complaint because if you because mm-hmm. unless you're trying really hard and you know what you're doing you're not going to be able to complete every social link um so that that one thing makes a huge difference in your game and the fact that it's not that it's not required but that you don't you have to get it through something that's optional kind of bothers me a little bit you know i've always been convinced that hifumi was supposed to be a party member i no, think she was her... She was. She was. Yeah, she, she was. was. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. that. I was gonna say her design was totally different, and the fact that she's from Kosei, and you only have Yusuke who's from there. I'm like, why did they create this whole other school, and only Yusuke goes there? Like, there was no plot benefit to that at all. Yeah, they said the it would the story would have dragged on if she was another Phantom Thief member, and then they decided just to make her a confidant. Oh, that's so disappointing. She's, she's not, I, I really think be, she looks cool. I honestly, she's, she's supposed to be Makoto before Makoto. Oh, I was gonna say oh, we could take wow. yeah. Haru, but yeah, because Haru doesn't have, from what I understand in the original P5, Haru was like didn't have much screen time, and her inclusion was kind of this, just kind of not pointless, but it was just kind of weird. I wouldn't yeah. mm-hmm. have had Hifumi there, and I, as much as I do love Haru, because she's adorable. Yeah, I I feel like Haru just by that point in the game, fitting any new. Phantom Thieves in is extremely tough. I think the only one who yeah. is a catchy because he's so deeply in, intertwined with the plot since like June on. Mm-hmm. Th- and, like he's always appearing at like LeBlanc. You have a whole social link with him from that point um, that that you really do get to spend time with him. So he's not like this abrupt addition. Uh, I, I also like Haru. I appreciate her a lot more in this. This for me would be my second run through of Persona 5 uh, with Royal. You know, I enjoyed her a lot more, but I didn't see anything stand out where I, I don't want to get too rash, but I don't know how much the game would hurt without her. Obviously the whole Kumara thing, that's the start of the the snowball effect for the Phantom Thieves where it just starts mm-hmm. to, to go downhill for them. And it's, that's where the plot picks up. So you need Haru for that to get them invested and to have like a, a personal attachment to it. But I feel like after that, I, str- I genuinely do struggle to think of moments where Haru sticks out. And, and, yeah, you know, um, that's a yeah. Moment, you know? I really hope. I, I kind of wish they took the. Uh, this is not a spoiler, by the way. The Naoto approach in P4 because Naoto he he's like introduced like early on in the game and like he's relevant throughout the story. And then by the time you get him as a party member, like yeah, exactly, it, it makes sense. It, it feels natural, like because mm-hmm. they, they try to do it with Royal. Because I remember during I think when Shiho uh, jumped from the root. No, actually. Was that it? No, no, no. It was before Ryuji got his awakening. You could see Haru by the stairs, but I felt like there weren't enough moments like that. Like No. No, there's definitely not. They don't even do, yeah. like, Makoto. Even though Makoto's introduced within, like, the first 20 hours or so. Uh, you don't see before her. Before that, like, she'll she'll tail you around. Like, she's, in, she's involved in your stuff. Like, that's the thing. Haru doesn't get that. She doesn't get involved. She gets dropped in. And that's, like, the biggest yeah. issue. Like, yeah, you don't Futaba, mm-hmm. Futaba's, like, involved with the whole Medjed thing. Like, there's always that interaction beforehand. Mm-hmm. But you don't you don't get that with Haru. When and I, so she gets kind of put in there. Um, when I first saw Haru, I thought she just moved to the school. I didn't, I, like, that's, you, you barely see her through the story. And then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I will say this. I will say this. Um. I I think you guys noticed this, but when a new Phantom Thief comes in, they're introduced at the start of the arc, right? Um, like, so Yusuke introduced, like, right after the Kamoshida arc's over, going to Madarami. Same with Makoto, right? Um, I mean, it, it is actually technically the same with Haru, but I think one of the... Because I actually saw this on Reddit. One, one of the things that makes 
her not feel natural is because of that whole stupid fucking Morgana arc. And someone yeah. pointed out, if this arc did not exist, they could have actually given Haru more development. And I actually, like, exactly. agree with that a ton more. Yeah, because she was, hmm. like, half awakened to her, to her persona, right? Or at least in the, yeah. Yeah. In the metaverse. Yeah. You don't see yeah, that like, happen. Morgana, like, splits off, right? Mm-hmm. And you're chasing them around, and mm-hmm. he meets Haru. And when Haru comes to your party, she's already half awakened and just just kind of there. Yeah. You know? Like, you've already investigated the palace a little bit. You've already got, like, the intro to the palace. And and you're in the she's palace, like, and there. she's, like, arguing with these people in the palace, and you don't, you, you just kind of feel out of place. Yeah. Um, also, if you think about it, um, I, almost every person I've, I, I've talked to about that arc, the one thing they get annoyed with and they're focusing on is how annoying Morgana is. And because you are focusing on how annoying Morgana is, you are not putting your attention to the new character. See, I, I didn't. Morgana, so. I didn't see that as annoying because yeah. because you get to see I, how the party kind of just treats Morgana like garbage, despite Morgana. It's being so obvious from the start. If I was Morgana, I'd fucking leave early. Yeah, bro. yeah, like I, yeah I, I, I understand, but same time, it's like it, it did come at the cost of Haru's development, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I, I'm just maybe saying, they could have done it a little I, bit better. It helps develop like, Morgana, so I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, it's a trade-off. Mm-hmm. I think I think they just decided to take that route because you develop Morgana for sure, and then you maybe develop Haru because of Akumara, and more so because of when Akumara himself dies, and you're like, oh boy, now, yeah. now her dad's gone after the first mission with the Phantom Thieves. Like, yeah. It's, it's horrible. I love her social link because it, it kind of just like deals with the aftermath of all that and how she's this tiny part and but she owns a huge piece of this corporation, and how everybody's just trying to get at her and get it. Yeah, she's a young, yeah. Young she's one of my favorite social links, which yeah. is why like it annoys me that she didn't get the development. It's I, also, I kind of want. It's also I like her social link because it kind of matches her spirit a little bit. You you think like he, she's trying to like people are trying to work her over, and like the person who was communicating with her, I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, something like that. He ends up saying, like, oh, why didn't you just say that? Like, I fully support you. And, like, he's the one who backs her up, and they de- end up doing, like, a coffee shop or whatever. Yeah, she was having um, trust issues with him, which was, like, part of the social link. Like, she didn't know who to trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I-, I thought that was good. Yeah, they definitely build her out well in the social link. That's just, once again, it boils down to how and, – and we don't want to assume less of our audience, but just it's a huge game. And there's so much to it. How how often do people have uh, the – which is she? Empress? Empress, um, yeah, yeah. Empress. How, how how often do you have the Empress personas with you? If you don't, how often do you think to take them with you for social links? How many players care enough for that, or do they go hang out with something mm-hmm. someone else, or just say, "Oh, I'll definitely finish this." Like you, you involve a whole new problem by sending her so late in the game because a lot. I like I'll say for sure, man. With Persona Five, the base game, I did not finish Haru's uh, social link, so I didn't really care for her that much. Not because I didn't like her, but I just didn't have time to learn her. Uh, and then going into Royal, I was determined to make sure I, I gave her a fair shot. And, like, even then, I'm like, oh, she's – it's exactly what you expect. Like, what – kind of what you see is what you get. Like, you can tell by her voice. You're like, Haru's really kind. Yeah. And it it builds her in a way where you feel bad that her kindness is being taken advantage of or people are trying to exploit her. Um, but I feel like it doesn't build any interesting nuances in her character other than, like, just learning how to trust people again. You're Like, like you mm-hmm. guys said, it's kind of fielding the aftermath more so than developing her. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes any sense. 
So speaking of confidants, oh, oh sorry, what were no, you going to say? I was just going to say um, we we trailed off a bit from the original question, which is fine. But I just the false. I, I, I know never wanted. To oh yeah, shit. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be our guide here just for a second. I know never wanted to say something about the original question, which was problems with the game. So, uh, uh, oh yeah, saying, yeah. You wanted to say something never. About. Um. Well, I have a. I mean, they're not like game changing. Oh, that well, that game changing. Um, first one, the the, the no Sumir goodbye thing. Uh, trash. I, yeah, yeah, trash. I, I I understand it. I get it. I, I I get why they did it, but trash. Um, yeah. and. Now this is just a me thing for everyone listening. I, I think the game should have like another difficulty mode to be like a little bit more challenging for people like me. Um, people who play the game eight times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's about it. And yeah, that's it. Okay, so uh, that's, just, that's about uh, all I got. You, you had one, but it, it was basically. Wait, Rob, were you gonna say something? I was gonna say yeah, flaw definitely. Uh, but you can go first. No, well, I, it might be what you were going to say. It's just that you can't use Samir and Akechi throughout the game. That oh was a big God. thing. Oh, oh God. Yeah, I tried to go back to that because everybody forgot, but that, okay. that was it. Yeah. I, I, I have one counter argument to this. Uh, um, I will. Okay. You, you get to use them in the third semester. I know it fucking sucks. However, it just it, it also makes the third semester way more special. And it's a great reward. Like, Matt, remember you were like, uh, when you listened to the winter theme, uh, So Happy World, you were like, oh, why couldn't this be in December? But it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a nice surprise and a, and a nice reward for this 100-hour journey that you get to experience something that someone else can't experience because they didn't play the game or they didn't make the right choices, right? So mm, That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think at least Samira should have joined in Palace 6. I'm sorry, but when you're sitting down with her in November and she's talking about, like, 7. should she enjoy... Yeah, was it Palace 7? Sorry. Yeah, she, no, she was Palace, right? Yeah, she's yeah. sitting down saying, like, like either I, I can't let you do this alone or I should help you or should I join you? And you're like, I can't let you? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah. what? Is, who in the fucking <laughs> yeah. right mind thought, yeah. like, this was a good choice? Like, you I'm know sorry, but what? Uh, I think... Um, it- I think it ties into like the idea that she's like the canon romance, and Joker really cares about her. He just wanted to get hurt, so I already got that without that moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I already got yeah. that. I didn't yeah. need that shit, but because you, the way I look at it, and I'm sorry, I, I'm not gonna degrade the game because I do love it, but like. You you essentially had me pay sixty bucks to use one of the new characters <laughs> once in a palace yeah. for like three hours. Come on, yeah, like that's that's ridiculous. You know what they should have done? They should have never had that fucking thing where she asked to join. Just have the you know I was worried about you scene, but don't yeah. have that part because what they it's did fine. they dangled the carrot in front of you and they're like nope, no, yep. they dangled the carrot in <laughs> exactly. front of you and this is what pisses me off. Back when you go to Maruki's palace, like halfway through the game or whatever, that's when she should have joined. That's when she could, you could have. No, no, I actually, I get why she didn't join. It actually makes sense for her character too. And plus, she does not yeah, agree with the family. Like, I also don't think she's a phantom thief even by the end of the game. Like, she's not really a part of the group. But I don't like that because they don't explain why she really disagrees. They just, she just says she doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I no, they, no, they did. No, they did. Um, they did. No, they did. No, they did. Remember when you, Akechi, and her had went to the coffee shop yeah, like during July? Lines, 
Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's that's what I was thinking about. No, no, okay. Really, like... The the reason she doesn't agree with the Phantom Thieves, okay, she thinks they're doing good work, but she thinks society, she, like she thinks that in the long term, society can't keep relying on the Phantom Thieves because eventually society needs to rely needs to be able to solve problems themselves, which is ironic because. That re- she was basically doing the opposite like the whole time, and uh, until like she her character develops in the third semester when she finally sticks with those beliefs. Um, yeah, but you have to remember her problem that's was literally Kitsumi. solved by the Phantom Thieves. She's a hypocrite. Yeah, but that's <laughs> yeah, she is. Me talking, not she is until until the end. Well, like because I mean, at the end, like she, her and Akechi kind of just join. They join because they all benefit mutually because they're trying to all get out of this reality. So it, it is good to work. But they were fighting against Maruki with, with the idea, like, you can't just, like, make wishes happen like this. Like, society and, and, and we, get, we decide what we want to do with our lives, like, and society needs to be, be able to solve their own problems. Like, we can't just ha- hand out, like, happiness, like, ignorantly, if that makes sense. And, I mean, at the end, they, they all kind of follow her lead, if you think about it. Yeah, but the thing is, that wasn't... I, I disagree with that, because... In the coffee shop, that was Kasumi speaking, not Samir. And Samir mm-hmm. was the first True. person who wanted to accept the Maruki's reality. In fact, you have to actually fight her to prevent that from happening. So I think that's just, yeah, I don't like that. But it does make sense as to why Samir joins later on and not at the time when you meet her or when she awakens to her persona because that's not actually her. That's Kasumi. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. I, yeah, I, um, I will say this, though. Like, she's still, like, even though that was Kasumi talking, like, Sumir still has that belief, even when she turns back into herself. Like, I don't know. I don't based know. based I, on I, how like, she just begged to be Kasumi, and if the Phantom Thieves didn't step in and help her, she would have been Kasumi through Maruki. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, Maybe it's very hypocritical. Yeah, it's it, it is hypocritical of her, and it does make sense because it's part of the the whole story arc. But what was I gonna yeah, say? And, like, and see, I I don't mind if she's a flawed character, like personality wise, but that's like a a flaw in design almost that makes her well, flawed, and that's why also, I have an issue with her there. Yeah, it also like builds upon the thing where it's like no one in the story is really right because like if you think about it, like almost everyone has their own set of beliefs the phantom thieves akechi maruki and even sumir they they all have mm. different points of view and there's not really like yeah. one right point of view i guess but the, i feel like the three pillars are really like the phantom thieves as a group akechi and maruki's Maruki. beliefs like i feel like those yeah. are the main beliefs like i've never really assimilated Samire with her beliefs. I more so thought of her as like overcoming her her trauma. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. what I I never thought like when I think of her, I don't think of her stance on the Phantom Thieves because they they yeah, literally true. marketed her as a Phantom Thief. I'm sorry, but they I, did. Yeah, I know they did. Do see her as a Phantom Thief at the end. I don't think she. Yeah, did. um, I think at the end she. It's kind of weird because I I think she is, but also isn't like. Eh. I I see her as I, one because. I don't know. It just she goes through like an arc, just similar to every other Phantom Thief, maybe. Because my, my my only thing with her not being a Phantom Thief is because like all the Phantom Thieves, they all like join because they want to rebel against society. She she doesn't rebel against society, like. Mm-hmm. She it, 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 yeah. Uh, I, she yeah. has Phantom Thief powers, but you know. <laughs> 
uh, wasn't necessarily she saying against a type re- of society. She yeah, rebels against Maruki. She does a rebellion. Yeah, he was doing too. Hmm. And Maruki's society that he created. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I feel like the the way I'm looking at it here is. She would have joined at Shido's palace. I'm sorry, but if you can't rebel against Shido, like, put down your beliefs for that asshole, then, like, what the fuck are you doing? That's Actually, like remember, like, she actually thanks you for changing his heart, which is also That's what I'm saying. She's a, she's a hypocrite, and that's fine, because, like, yeah, I, I think it's, like, it makes her more interesting, Man. because yeah. she's she's young. She should yeah. not be, like, so steadfast in, and knowledgeable about everything, yeah. in my opinion. Like, yeah. she's a freshman. She wanted to join you in Shido's palace, though. And you didn't let her. She wanted. But, to but no. But party. here's the thing, Kofi. Uh, she wants to join to pro- like to help you out and protect you, not because. Yeah. Because oh, like she like because okay. remember like when she saw you die on the news, she legit thought she, you died, and it reminded yeah. her of when her sister died, and she thought she just lost another important person in her life. So like she wanted to join just to protect you. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I. When it comes to actual flaws in the game, Revelin, it's I, I say this being completely genuine because I've had enough time now to really digest my experience. Like it's really hard to poke a hole in the actual game itself. Like the game itself yeah. is just masterful. I'd say maybe yeah, Mementos. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, Rob. It's just <laughs> Mementos is just. It makes sense narratively. It's not nearly as bad as it was. And even then, oh, yeah. it wasn't horrible. But it's still, like, flashbacks to Tartarus and Persona 3. Mm-hmm. And um, the requests, like, they, there, there are some requests in there that are actually, like, legitimate. Wow, this could be a really good part of the story. Um, they could have made, like, more, instead of making rinse and repeat requests, which actually, let me get into that. I don't like how a lot of actually all confidants sorry involve like some type of loop of going into mementos and changing someone's heart i I just feel like it felt predictable like i liked in for example persona 4 and 3 it was just about the character like i didn't have to go changing hearts like i i feel like you're always just wondering okay when do i go in for the request and even if it makes sense because it just feels like you're bailing someone out of their problem and 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 bringing a positive change in their life rather than watching them just truly overcome an issue and and move on from it like i guess you could make an argument of course like kawakami she's literally being yeah blasted by the former parents of of these i i i I, want to disagree with this because you gotta remember the the whole theme of the game is like having the phantom thieves like help help those who can't help themselves and if you do think about it i like i I think we had this, this this discussion like a couple nights ago like I brought up the question, imagine if the metaverse just never exists, how fucked everyone would be. Because some of these problems, the pro- a lot of the problems in the game, you can't solve them, or, or they're almost impossible to solve without metaverse powers. And it, it kind of sheds, like, a scary, like, reality that, like, a lot of these issues that do, like, seep into our, like, our actual world, like, it's kind of scary that it's almost hard to overcome some of these problems. And I, I, I do like the request because it also gives you a, an interesting reason to go into Mementos and like uh, all the requests, like th- they're all people that the, the confidants themselves, like they're, it's almost impossible for them to like figure out like, 
Yeah. How does then, that work I, around? I guess that does that fall on the writing? Don't make such an impossible scenario. Make it more about the characters themselves I, um, and having them figure it out. Because it seems like Joker helps them find themselves, and then yeah. And then they, they're like, oh, now I got this immovable rock in front of me. And you're like, okay, into the metaverse I go. I, I just, yeah. I don't know. It felt very rinse yeah. repeaty. Maybe not have every times, single yeah. request. Be, or yeah. not every single confidant have a request. Like, yeah, because every confidant having a request, or however many did, it it creates like a barrier. Because what I tried to do was I tried to stack mementos requests on top of each other and go in at once. Because one, it's pretty boring. <laughs> like I, I don't really enjoy mementos as much and i god forbid i played five and saw what it was like before it's not that fun mm-hmm. um two it t- it consumes your whole day and if you don't have the kawakami perk where she can give you a massage you can't do anything at nighttime either so for a game where you're supposed to like be careful with your time it sucks that they, they want you to spend a lot of in mementos when there's so many better options for you or so much more you can do and it it sucks even more that you get blocked um, through your confidants that you're spending time with, and you have to go into mementos each time one of them wants you to. And I don't know. I just thought that's a big flaw to me. I, I really didn't enjoy that. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. you know it's, I can understand, it's, yeah. it's very good, yeah. but there are definitely holes you can poke in it, like any game. It's just extremely hard to. I, I, I will say this. Um, I, I do agree. Like mementos could be bad. Like I, I do think the the idea of mementos still needs to exist, but I, I will say they could have done something else besides a randomly generated dungeon. Like maybe something small, like not have it be two hundred floors. Like maybe it's just fifty floors, right? Like yeah, yeah, ten, ten, more ten handcrafted floors. Yeah, yeah or yeah, ten handcrafted floors. Yeah, there you go. Like, yeah, I know that takes a lot of time and effort, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Procedural generations never benefited the Persona franchise. It's really yeah. hard to think of many games that it yeah. does, but Minecraft. Um, what I wanted to, yeah, Minecraft is a good one. <laughs> what I what I wanted to hop into because we've been talking a lot about uh, characters and stuff. Uh, Revelin also asked us, "What are our?" He says, "Rank all the confidants." I don't know if we want to sit here and just spit out tier list. He said, "Or at That's least do your top three. Let's do a top three top confidants three. for for everyone. Uh, who, whoever would like to go first? Yeah, I feel like me, Rob, and Kobe are gonna have the same. Ones. Yeah, I, I, right. it's gonna, it's gonna be are, we, are we ranking them or just saying three? Uh, I'm gonna rank, uh, them. rank, rank, rank three in no order. Number one, actually, I'll go three, two, one. Three is uh, Akechi. Number two, Samir, and number one is Maruki. Without okay. a doubt. Okay. Um, right. who, who like for me. Actually, the reverse. Number three, Maruki. Number two, Sumir. Number one, Akechi. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, we still have the same top three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Rob? Me? Oh, man, I'm going to yeah. be different here. No particular order. All right? Okay. We got Akechi, Maruki. And you know what? I really like Kawakami's. I'm not going to lie to you. I did, too. Oh, yeah, I really like that one. Her, so. I yeah. love but Kawakami's in top five. I don't... Yeah. Yeah, me too. I like one, five for me. Just... I you, you really her... felt the despair she was feeling throughout the entire thing. Yeah. I just and I really like really how caring she is for like her students mm-hmm. and Joker specifically. I'm gonna say uh, mine. Mine is pretty similar, but I have one outlier. I'll save for last. Actually, I have to do it now because it's number three. Uh, three is gonna be Sojiro. I really oh, think yeah, I yeah, great, he, great. he like think of like day one. He's literally threatening to kick you out versus him <laughs> being like, you guys can hide out here at my cafe and plan it out your heist. 
Like, what a guy, man. I know. I used to hate him. And then, like, when I first played P5 back in 2017, and then he's just, he's a G, man. Like, I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Akechi. Akechi's a bro, but, like, just the... I didn't like Akechi that much, I'll be honest, in 5. Like, I just thought he was just badass, and that was really it. Uh, but I feel like the third semester built him into a really interesting character because he, he knew he was going to die, presumably, mm-hmm. at the end of all that. And he, he did not say a word about it and, and carried on until Maruki told Joker, pretty much. And I think that was kind of like him making a choice for himself and saying, like, this is the one thing you can't take away from me and I'm going to fight you on it. I, I admired that. Uh, and I felt it made him a way better yeah. character. Number one is is hands down Maruki. He he literally makes the game. He actually is the first <laughs> villain I gave a fuck about in a Persona game. Even if I love these games, yeah. Uh, yeah. he he is just incredible. He's a part. I think part of it's like he's boosted because he's in the middle of the battles with the most epic fucking songs in the game. Like he just yeah. gets the best of everything, man. <laughs> Uh, and honestly, there's probably tons of people who had no idea going through that he had a palace. We all had our suspicions. I had it spoiled, but I had my suspicions, and I think it made him a little more interesting that I knew he had a palace. But it goes beyond that, because even if you know he has a palace, you don't know he's going to be the main villain. And you don't mm-hmm. know he's going to change a reality. Like, he just drastically alters the whole narrative, and there's no other social link that really does that. You could say, like, Psy does, but... Size on like a whole different level, and you don't directly interact with her. It, it's automatic through the story how Akechi used to be. Um, I don't know. I don't think like the forced rank ups in stories have ever also benefited Persona. I think part of the allure of a character is knowing you could choose to go to them. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, those are my top three personally. Um, just love Sojiro. Yeah, I even though like we all have our top threes, it's there's so many good characters in this game, and there's. I know. I know. The amount of bad mm-hmm. characters, there's like not that many. One. Oya. It's just Oya. Oya. Yeah. <laughs> Oya. That's just Oya. Oya. And every like, they're so interesting and they're so well done. And and with, in regards to Maruki, I've never been so happy to see a villain alive before. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. In, in the most wholesome way too. Like the taxi driver, which is yeah. symbolic too, as, as never pointed out. Some one day, it's just so yeah. good. I. I, I stand by my opinion on Samiri that I she would be in my top three. I feel like they waited too long to throw her into interesting shit. So for me, she kind of got bumped down to like top five just because Fair enough. she has such an excellent story, but it feels like she's she's tucked away and like they're dodging her all game, so, even if she's mm-hmm. like showing up. I and like, it feels natural. I actually like that about her because in Maruki's Palace, you see like how you and there's like st- like never told me. You see stuff that happens in the story that you notice, but you don't realize is actually part of Maruki's plot. Like him, her um, taking counseling sessions with Maruki. And um, I think there's, and how everybody refers to her as Yoshizawa-san and not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Sumer. I yeah. Think, I think mm-hmm. that while she is tucked away, I kind of like how they keep her tucked away because one, it makes the, the twist so much more like rewarding. And mm-hmm. two, it just um, makes you realize how blind you were to the fact that Maruki just had this like instant control over her, and there's nothing she could really do about it. Also, um, you gotta remember, like, it also guarantees that there will be a social link in the third semester because Matt, you, you, me, and Rob, I think, actually, I don't know about if Rob did all the social links, but you and me completed all the all the confidants before the third semester. So if she didn't have one, it would have been like. Nothing to do in the third semester, almost on your free time. 
That's true. That's mm-hmm. a fair point. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah, she's a pretty major part of all that. Yeah, I mean, even though I when I wrapped her up, you still had – I had like a week and a half or two weeks to just go to the jazz club and mm-hmm. kill time. I think um, what would have been um, interesting <clears throat> is if maybe uh, you got 10 ranks as Kasumi Yoshizawa and then you got another 10 yeah. ranks as Sumira Yoshizawa. I think that would have been optimal. It would yeah. have probably been hard for Atlas with timing. Yeah, like, and like and alerting the player, like, "Hey, this caps off." Why? Oh, yeah, and making it not filler too, because th- there's also the chance that they might have filler stuff just to yeah. m- make twenty ranks. Yeah, I just I feel like if they did like even seven ranks and then reset it or something, I don't know, I just I, I know that's asking a lot, but I just I feel like more Kasumi time. The 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 plot twist still hit hard, but I'm just saying I think more Kasumi time. Anytime you could have got to like solidify, this is Kasumi. This is you're loving Kasumi. We're gonna give you good Kasumi. Like this, this, that mm-hmm. makes it so that when you find out it's Samira, you're like, oh fuck! Like yeah. I just feel like that's where she. F- it's like like I've said twice now. When it comes to Samira, like any issues I really have with her aren't with her as a character. It's more so a design decision by Atlas on how they used her that that hurt her. In, and my overall interest. Yeah, so she is an excellent character. She's one of the best in the game. Um, but we've talked a lot about Samira, and she's closely intertwined with Maruki. We really haven't given like a dedicated discussion to Maruki oh, and why man. we think he's so special and yeah. oh. why, why he's at the top of our list. So uh, let's let's get into him a little bit. Uh, you know, where do we start with our, our new villain in Persona 5 Royal? We think it's Yalda Bath, but oh. there's someone greater than a god. <laughs> I, I think Adam Cadden. <laughs> I think it's just wild that there's a fucking villain whose motive is, yeah, I want to make everyone happy. Just like, what? (laughs) And you even call him a villain is the first question. No, I don't think so. It's amazing because if you ever do see a villain with that mantra, it's, I want to make everyone happy, but that's impossible, so let's kill everybody. But instead, it's, I want to make everyone happy, so let me do that. It's so good. Yeah, he... Seeing how he goes to... He reaches that goal, or how he he reaches that um, wanting to have that through his palace, which is masterful. Yeah, it really makes you think, which I think is the sign of a best villain, is am I doing the right thing? Like, are the Phantom Thieves doing the right thing? I think that's when I was like, Maruki's amazing because you've yeah. literally brought my cause for 120 hours at that point into question. Now <laughs> I have no idea if I was doing the right thing, even if I changed Shido's heart, like what an asshole, but like, mm-hmm. was I doing the right thing when he, when he can just make everyone's problems go away, essentially, you know, mostly hiding yeah. from them, but mm-hmm. it's almost like hypocritical know. of you to say no, because all you're yeah. trying to do is fix all these problems. But then, he has like an ultimate solution. You're like, nah, nah, we don't want that. But yeah, yeah. but I think it shows because like the Phantom Thieves go through their own like arc as a group of learning that they can't fix everything and that um humanity itself needs to pick up their slack and fix things for themselves, which is sort of what happens with the Yaldabaoth, right? And the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, they they want to pass it to the adults after mm-hmm. Yaldabaoth. Yeah. So I like that how disagreeing obviously is the canon ending or not allowing maruki to do that because it shows growth within the phantom thieves that they realize that a perfect world can't happen like that yeah and they'd be throwing away like all the pain and suffering and the obstacles they had to overcome throughout the 120 hour journey just for this happiness yeah like rob said like it just 
kill character development the ending like <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. kind of like celebrating i guess like humanity in a way and like part of being human is going through things and being, mm -hmm. becoming stronger because of the things you go through wow that's deep yeah it is like exactly throughout the ending man like throughout the ending there and like throughout the final palace all i can think of was like that one meme like are we the bad guys like <laughs> <laughs> For real, though. You man. know, <laughs> if, you, if you think about it, you're fighting to to make sure humanity can feel pain and suffering forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. really are. <laughs> um, if, <laughs> you're, everything that you fought to, like, not happen, or you you um, punished, I guess, like, palace leaders, you're fighting for that to actually have happened. So everything that happened with Shio and Okumura, like, that's stuff that you were allowing to happen. By by letting Maruki or by not um, agreeing with Maruki's yeah, and intrinsically it it makes all the other Phantom Thieves I think more interesting when they already were like seeing Haru hanging out with her dad and he's mm -hmm. like oh hey sport and you know is that your is that your boyfriend which you know Atlas just just needs to chill with that by the way I need to throw it out there I, I gotta say Atlas I don't I I don't know if I speak for everyone you guys can say what you want. I don't get more interested in a character when they're when when they hit you with the is that your boyfriend? I'm like, no, I just fucking showed up, dude. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, to, to be fair, it's a dad thing. Life. It's a, it, uh, no, I that's imagine every that, character that's a thing in that game does. thing like, that happens with every every time. female character. And the only time it's like allowable is when you're with Makoto because it's actually part of her social link. Yeah, exactly, man. It, it just I I I can't stand that sometimes, man. But. You know, seeing Haru <laughs> hang out with her dad, Futaba with with her mom, um, just Ryuji like not with a busted leg, like talking about going to college and stuff. Mm -hmm. You're seeing that underneath all their all their big talk and all the things that they've spent the whole game doing, that they still wish things were not the way they were. That life would be better if none of this actually happened, uh -huh. and that they gladly indulged in that even while yeah. Joker didn't. They all gladly indulged in that. And that moment when you're going from like January 1st to the 9th, waking everyone up and then going to Maruki's palace, like is, is I think the best stretch of the game because that builds everyone. It defines your next cause. And, and it just, it sets the course for the best stretch of the whole, whole, whole series maybe. And the whole game for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I just think it's, it's ultra powerful. Uh, like I said, making the already established characters good in just like a moment. Like it's it's sometimes about the journey for those characters, right? Like mm -hmm. it's all building up, and that's why they get better. But to have like a defining like right here, everyone definitively gets better. Is I think that's huge. I feel worse for Morgana because he's finally a human, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and you tell him for, you wake him up first, right? Like before any of this goes down, you wake him up first, and he spends over a week like moping. <laughs> Because he knows he's not a human, bro. I'm just like, dude. They just they give Morgana the shit end of the stick this whole game, and I hate it. Like, it's so fucked up. Like every time you go to him outside, he's just like, oh, you're looking for Yusuke? Yeah, he's over by the the art museum. Yeah, could you leave me alone? I'm gonna go hang out by myself. Like, just did that for eight days. There's an orange cat outside that he's always nearby too. He's sitting next to him. Is like, he really? I didn't notice that. Yeah, or not always, but I remember one time I approached him, he was next to this orange cat, and it just like made me laugh so hard. Because... Oh my god. 
Yeah. One of my favorite moments, though, for him was when he turned back into a cat. And he's like, wait, I, I'm a cat. Like he, at first he was like, I'm not a cat. And then he's like, oh, wait, I am. Yeah, yeah, like he was happy about it. I was like, yeah. okay, I don't, I don't even get Morgana at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I just think everything that Maruki was tied to, you know, especially one of his most powerful lines, not or I shouldn't say lines, but moments, was when like Ryuji storms in and he's like, we didn't even ask for this, and he's like, are you sure about that? And like yeah. it flashes back to everyone in these yeah. moments that you like watch them venting out. To, to the school counselor not knowing that he's like planting the seeds to change their entire lives. Like to me, mm-hmm. uh, when that happened, Atlas was like properly using that. Hey, we throw a shit ton of dialogue at you for over a hundred hours. And we're going to absolutely use that to justify some pretty big plot twists. Um, but <laughs> I think this was the most sensical one. It's also like very like disheartening when you, if you do end up choosing Maruki's ending or the, the Maruki uh, path and seeing how everybody's just so happy and um, seeing like all the Phantom Thieves together as a group. But then that one moment where Joker like has that feeling inside where something's wrong and Maruki's just walking away after he took oh. a photo. It's so uh, oh, creepy. It's like yeah, unsettling. It's yeah. It's so unsettling. Yeah. I, 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 it's weird because they paint him as a villain but then you see that picture at the end and they're like, everyone calls it the bad ending. And obviously everyone then goes afterwards. Is this really a bad ending? Yeah. Me, me like, and Kulder. alive. Joker's alive. And, and they're hanging out together. Everyone's happy. Yeah. You know? Me yeah. and Kulder called it the false ending. That's a good yeah. way to put it. That's a good, that's a good way yeah. of putting it. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's like what could have been. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's neat. If, if anyone hasn't done it yet, either look it up or, or just go. And when, play it again uh if you have a save file that is the third semester and when maruki asks you to to join his cause when you're with akechi uh you can and it'll give you this ending and it's really it's wild it's thought provoking you kind (laughs) of need it for i think the perspective later in the game because then you start to that's where we we get back into our point of like are the phantom thieves good like look at this ending we got here everyone was hanging out leblon you know after what happened in the first nine days of january that also on top of everyone having a good time there in this little cafe that uh, futaba's mom is alive wakaba uh you have uh haru's dad is alive and you know he's a, a successful businessman who does not sacrifice his daughter for his own means like uh on's hanging out with shiho again like she hasn't moved away that it's like that means like kamoshita is not even in the picture mm-hmm. there's just makoto's so much to alive. unpack yeah it, yes thank you yeah makoto's dad's alive like there's just so much to unpack there that if you see, if you see the credits um, on the on the Maruki ending, the false ending, whatever you want to call it, there's also like screenshots or like art pieces of all the characters enjoying their <laughs> happy lives. It's just it's just like insult to injury. But, yeah, uh, oh. I love how the only character, even like a catchy, doesn't realize Joker's the only one who just notices something's up. And I I wonder if Joker knows that this is like the false reality in that ending. Yeah, I think he does. I think he does. Yeah. He makes the decision. Mm-hmm. Which is just so, oh, it's creepy. Yeah. It's like, why is why is Joker like God tier? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a real yeah. Um, this is gonna be the next villain. I guess you can call it like the good Ooh. ending, and then like the true ending is like you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just really hard to put like a name to it all. I just um, say the Maruki ending. The sellout yeah, ending. Sell-out. Yeah. <laughs> the what? Ending? Joker. The Joker takes ending. a sponsorship offer. <laughs> Um, 
Do you guys want to get into Persona 6 stuff? Do we have anything else to say about Royal? Um, um, have you guys the seen the ending where you missed the deadline for the palace? No. Which, Which one? one? Maruki's palace? From Maruki's palace. No. It no. is fucking creepy. Um, what happens is you go to sleep. Actually, you all gather in in, in the attic and you're like, shit, we, the deadline's happening soon. What do we do? And then they all disband because they don't know what to do. And then Joker goes to sleep. He wakes up in Maruki's office and basically he says so you can't make a decision and the azathoth tentacles come out and grab joker and he basically joker basically goes to sleep forever in his room and there's like spider webs and cobwebs everywhere and i guess the idea was since joker like can't make a decision on whether to accept or deny this reality like he's just gonna put him in in eternal sleep so he doesn't have to make a decision i think in his words it was you don't have to suffer the pain of not being able to make a decision. It was something what like that. Wow. Yeah, because I, I guess a, making what a decision. A asshole. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I guess like Isn't... making the decision he thought was very painful for Joker because he's conflicted. So he, so he just decided to put him. In. And also, you see the butterfly. You know the Lavenza butterfly. Like you just mm-hmm. see it trying to reach Joker, but then it just fades out as he oh as God. it's reaching him because Lavenza can't do anything anymore because it's uh, February fourth, and that's when. The actualization like fully happens. Also, like it kind of that kind of ending kind of does make look or make Maruki look kind of bad because yeah, or evil because I think it's less about helping Joker in that sense and and more about tying up a loose end because he knows he can't he's not going to change Joker's beliefs or, or make him um, believe in him at that point so he just you know just gets rid of him without killing him to make him look better yeah or whatever. It's really sad. Now, I will say this, though. Um, I think Joker is dreaming of nice stuff, though. It's not a nightmare. If, if it makes you feel any better. Hopefully he's dreaming of Kasumi. Yeah. 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 No, knowing him, probably. <laughs> so knowing Atlas, definitely. <laughs> um. All right. Do we want to wrap this up with some Persona 6 stuff? Sure. Sure. All right. So we got some questions from Revlin and Dow. Um, we'll start off with a combo attack here from Revelin and Dow actually, because they both ask similar questions. Uh, Revelin's was, what do you, what is a setting you would like to see in Persona 6? And what do you think it would possibly rele- be released and teased? And then Dow asks us, do you think Persona 6 could be set outside of Japan or is that too much of the series identity? And also, when do you think we'll get Persona 6? So where is it going to be? Hmm. Uh, are they going to step out of their comfort zone? Um, and also... When will it be released slash teased? Um, we'll say this much. There was a rumor that did surface recently uh, with no evidence backing it up. Just circumstantial, really, uh, that it would be Persona 6 would be teased at this coming New Game Plus Expo in uh, June on June 23rd. I believe it was because mm-hmm. Sega will be there. Atlas will be there. Koei Tecmo will be there. Uh, I think the logical prediction is that you'll see scramble english release announcement there mm-hmm. um but anyway six where would you guys like to see it for starters still in japan yeah it's gotta be it'll <laughs> probably yeah. be in it's japan but, um i would not mind if it was in america or anything like that one day i don't know i don't but... know just because like the it's not even like a japanese flair thing like you don't have something like akihabara in america yeah, like you, you don't have mm-hmm. that type of stuff 
Um, and even when they did it with Persona 4, they decided, like, let's do something more quiet. No big city life. Like, they still managed to make this fictional city uh, really interesting. Or I shouldn't say city, town. Yeah. Uh, really interesting. And I just, I like that. Like, little things like going for a ride on your 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 motorbike or your scooter and, like, going for long rides would, would build up your guts. But also, like, you'd be able to explore more. Um <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty cool. I forgot you haven't seen that yet. Um, but I feel like they can, they're flexible with their location. I, I feel like they should keep it in Japan. I don't, I don't see any good reason as to getting rid of that. I think that's a big part of the draw. Like it's hit. Yeah. It, yeah. The way I look at it, you said it in the heart of Japan and it had its most successful release. Why would you suddenly be like, let's go to America. Let's go to Germany. Like what? No. Awesome. Uh, like another thing too, like, these games are built for the Japanese audience, not for the Western audience. The Western audience is like a secondary thing, right? That's true. So why would I, you I must overtake them? Which I like, think would. Pardon? Yeah, I was saying unless we overtook them, which I doubt we would. But I feel like we did because it, Royal was more successful in the West than Japan. Yeah, Japan it sold around. Or now I'm thinking of Scramble. I apologize. Um, I actually don't know Royal's sales numbers, but I know Royal delivered below expectations for Sega. But that's the mm-hmm. thing. Below expectations is such a weird statement in games because mm-hmm. EA said that Battlefront 2 delivered below expectations. You guys know how much that sold? Like $13 million or something like that? It was like $9 million when they said uh, that. Oh, oh wait, like, No, but still, it's like, think of $9 million times 60. Like, give me a, give me a goddamn break. That's... You did not lose anything out on that game, yeah, for I think sure. It's probably like the profit window, and like maybe who, what they owe to shareholders, or even maybe Disney had their yeah, like they wanted a quarterly reports and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, that that's possible. But I just I I think more so that with all of their other live service stuff, I'm sure EA was was just fine with the game, maybe not yeah. reaching expectations. And so no, that absolutely. just to tie that into like what Sega said, I just I don't lose my mind when they say a game doesn't reach expectations because I know sometimes the expectation bar gets raised and raised and raised to the point where it's like you'll never reach those expectations mm-hmm. um, so that it gives you this semblance of like under delivering and then people work harder I don't know that's just my thought yeah. behind it um, so if, it... if we do have like a Japanese setting do you guys still want it to be in high school would you want maybe college 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 <clears throat> college would like add a whole another layer of issues to everything Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I, they might have covered a lot of high school issues with three, four, and five. So it wouldn't be bad to go back to a college setting. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it would fit in the sense of like the idea with college is that you all come to a place together with your group, and then you all disperse. Uh, in the case of, actually, I don't want to say it. Never mind. Um, but um, just like it would make sense if like you you. Not even you don't have to be like a transfer student, some like plot convenience like you would in high school, like for for college or university. Like people travel all over for that stuff, so you could go to to wherever you wanted for that college and then have everyone synchronize. That unlocks like twenty one plus style social events. Like you go to the bar with Oya, but they're always like, hey, "Give them water, give them water and shit." It's like it'd just be cool if like a social link involved you having a drink or there was like a beer drinking game mini game kind of thing like that type of shit that mm-hmm. comes to mind immediately yeah, that a lot that... of stuff they could explore exactly there's yeah. just a lot of room there that i feel wouldn't break the persona mold i feel like i don't i don't expect them to put it in a college setting but i i don't know i i feel like it would fit really well and it wouldn't hurt the series at all it, it would to me it would be if I, as a longtime fan 
it would catch my ear. It wouldn't be like, oh, another yeah. high school game. Would be like, it'd be like, oh, college. Okay, like this is actually this because the daily life you're you arguably play that more than your your persona life. Yeah. Actually, you definitely do. Definitely. Yeah, you do. So mm-hmm. you know that that confidence and stuff feed off where you are and when when you are really. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think college would be I, really neat. I don't know how college works as much in Japan, but it would be really interesting because you would That's spend. That's true. You, I'm assuming it's I'm assuming it's similar to how it is in America. You would spend a lot of less time in class and more time. You would have more time to do um, anything. So whether they use that to flesh out the plot more or give you more options as to how to develop your character, it it would be really interesting. Like, would they add maybe more um, social ranks or ranks? What's the word? Um, different stats that you can raise, or maybe they would add um, like maybe multiple or more confidants than what they would have normally. So it, I don't know. It would be interesting. However, how different college is to have that. As your um, also the yeah. maturity of characters too. Im- What's up? Imagine if you could pick your classes like in college, and like let's say on Thursdays you have night classes, but you're free in the daytime. So like, mm-hmm. like like most of your free time oh, is in the daytime, but but on Fridays you got a morning class, so your free time is going to be after in, during the you evening. Know, that, yeah, that would be <laughs> yeah, that would be like yeah. a whole new level of choice. Yeah. And also like, mm-hmm. what is your character going to college for, right? I will say this too. Um, with college, it would be interesting because all your party members could be different majors. Like yeah. someone's majoring in computer science, another one's doing med. Like mm, it kind of becomes a confidant thing where everyone's yeah. got their own skill sets. That yeah, part. there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And you could wow. I don't, see, I don't know. Like I said, I don't really know how college is in Japan, but the, you could see like parties and stuff, and and just from that alone, and like drinking in college. You could think of like a million problems that they could use to create plot and like characters, and ah, it, it'd be events. so nice. yeah, yeah, events. Yeah, mm-hmm. the events could be way funnier too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know if like college sports are popular in Japan at all, but that's like another thing. <laughs> esports. <laughs> yeah, esports. Oh yeah. yeah, that'd be really cool. Right. Like an like an esport confidant, and like maybe mm-hmm. one that's an actual sport confidant. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of room there, especially like the schedule customization, um, the the variety of events. I would I would like to see a college life persona. Um, I don't I don't think you have to be like a teenager to really. No, you don't deliver the persona experience. I think you have to have a school life. You can't be like an adult working a day job. Oh hell no! Because then it's just it's the same. That's shit fucking every weird. Day. Yeah. You know, at least in school, like there's different things that happen with like social interactions. Um, where work, you're always going to the same place. So yeah, I think we're on the right track there. Um, when do you guys think we'll see it? If if not at this new game plus expo, um, I think it, if it does come out, it would be around early next generation for consoles. And I don't know when it would be teased. You guys might have a better idea for that than I do. Hmm. Um, I think it'll be teased whenever they do another Persona concert. Oh, like um, music? yeah, because um, yeah. basically what happens is Atlas, Sega, they host these concerts in Japan, and they're actually pretty fucking big. It's it's like a stadium full of people. It's insane. Yeah, and one, it's I saw one on YouTube. It was really yeah. It, it's basically a concert with just Persona music, and it's really cool. Um, but the main reason they kind of do it is because they're going to reveal something, and they always reveal something. So when was the last one then? Last one was last year, 2019, and 2020 did not have one. So, you know, 
Yeah. And it wasn't because of COVID, I think. I think it was legit. They just did not need one this year. So maybe we'll see it next year then if they do a concert? Yeah, probably. I think next April. Mm. Yeah. Atlas loves April. I think think that's when the concerts happen is around April. We'll probably get like Arena and then maybe a Persona 6 teaser and... Yeah, like, yeah. I I wouldn't hate if they they announced Persona Six relatively soon. They usually tease it years in advance. I think Persona Five was teased in like twenty thirteen. Yeah, it was teased like when did it come for, out? No, I thought it was like twenty eleven. Two... It was like a... no, no, it was twenty thirteen. I, I I looked it up last night. Yeah. I mean, dude. Yeah, that's, when did that game come out? Twenty sixteen for Japan, and then twenty seventeen for us. Wow. Yeah. I I hope with Persona Six more than anything, I could give a shit right now about the setting or or where it's set. I would love to see them get a worldwide release date. I, Absolutely, I, I think the game is popular enough. I think the series is popular enough. I think Smash Brothers showed the, like the reaction to that. I think uh, the, the success sales. of the main line, the Royal sales were better here in in, yeah. in the states than they were right, in Japan. Right. Like, I, I just think that we've shown like okay it's not like it's like kingdom hearts like kingdom hearts need a worldwide release date or close to it because it's like this is just as popular in japan as it is here in the u.s like you need to have it released at the same time or else people's experiences are going to be ruined and it's also like a respect for your your fan base like your fan Mm -hmm. base has been supporting it building up the product here i think they do need to work on that i know atlas has said they are like they are they are they 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 want to get to that i think it would be huge though if the next persona game had a worldwide release date i know that that game has infinitely more amounts of dialogue to translate than most. Uh, and I would like them to take their time with it, but I just like the years difference and shit is, or, or, or like substantial amount of months. Like it's kind of ridiculous. I, it I is. Think a month or two at most is all it could be. And even then, like you're like, Oh, you're so close. Like just wait a little bit. I don't know. I just, I, I think they need to nail down the worldwide release dates before anything. It must mm-hmm. be hard to avoid spoilers too. Yeah, royal spoilers yeah. were out for six months, I think, like, or like five months. Yeah, exactly, man. And like, you just have to, especially because like these are long games. It's not like you get the game, you're like, that's it, no spoilers exist. Like, you you still like these games are investments. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, I had my spoiler tags set on my Twitter account to make sure I didn't bump into anything for like two months, really. When you think about it. Um, it's just like, I, I feel like they need to be more conscious of that, uh, for the experience, but also just because of the fan base. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Uh, I think that wraps it up. Yeah. Unless there's more. Yeah. I think we're good. All right. Cool. Well, gentlemen. That's no. All, all right. That's it. The show's over. <laughs> <laughs> all done. Um, gentlemen, I, I was going to thank you for joining me, but I'm going to say, uh, Rob and, and never thank you for joining me. Kopi. Yeah. You can go eat some ass, bro. All right. That's what you just did was not. Wow. Right. <laughs> that's, a, that's what happens, man. You just, you just totally tried to, to just, run us off the rails. I just tanked it. Almost stopped Josh. Nice. In all actuality, thank you, gentlemen. This was a blast. And, uh, to those of you who have listened this deep, thank you for your time. We hope you found a more themed show, uh, enjoyable, um and and hopefully you learned a little something about persona i'd like to say that we're a little bit more knowledgeable than the average bear about persona games so hopefully you walked away with 
a little bit more here. Some good food for thought, some nice theories to go share on Reddit and what have you. And um, yeah, once again, I hope you guys enjoyed. And um, we'll catch you guys in the next episode next week. Carrick will be there, hopefully. And uh, other than that, be sure to follow these gents on Twitter. All their handles will be on screen. And we will catch you guys later. Sumerius, Cannon. Peace out. See you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>